Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. And that means here is Joseph Scripture and Jennifer Blatt. Happy to be here. And man, good vowel work there. Vowel. Verlanda. 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 Verlanda
We got some. We got. We got some good names. We got some good names. We really do. That's our secret to the best podcast in the galaxy. <laughs> That's right. Our and a great SNL sketch for the last <laughs> sketch of the night. Right. Just long vowels. It's the family who talks in long vowels. <laughs> the oh the twelve fifty slot. <laughs> but we're here, ready to have some fun uh, listening to all of you. That's right. We've got eight great questions and maybe even more picked out from you, our faithful audience. We're going to dive into those. You guys always give us some great thought starters, and we really are having going to have a lot of fun with that today uh, and also talk about the news and we got some exciting stuff coming down the pipeline for Patreon. Some changes work on Force Center podcast Patreon 2.0 uh, updated some stuff and we're going to talk about that uh, before we do that. I want to remind you today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Force Center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. A little bit later we'll have our Force Center recommends a book we think you should try out again for the first time. But we should probably catch up on some Star Wars adventures, <laughs> some life yeah. adventures uh, I've been traveling so I missed the Star Wars Resistance, Joseph. I know you're up to date on that. What else is going on with you? Yeah, I've had a lot of life adventures, uh, but but Star Wars, Star Wars is just sort of everywhere. I was really delighted by Harrison Ford in the uh, Super Bowl commercial. I don't mm. know if you saw his mm. Super Bowl commercial. I did. It felt like Star Wars was present in all of the Super Bowl commercials because the overriding theme was a fear and hatred of robots. Like, again and again, there's lots of, like, it was clearly, like, a lot of people coming, like, all right, well, we kind of want to advertise that, yeah, you should use Alexa for this, yeah, you should use this, but what if they become faster? What if they kill us? What if they do that? Like, everything was, like, did, did the droid Gatra from Star Wars program the Super Bowl commercials? Take How weird. Marketing? Uh, yeah, but Harrison Ford was in one, I think, for Amazon, where his dog orders dog food. Right. Yes. And it was, it was just grumpy Harrison Ford in his same gray T-shirt from Blade Runner 2049. I, was, I saw your tweet, and uh, I, I, that was so true. Because I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that... Is that just, outfit now <laughs> i think everybody's afraid like if there is an indiana jones 5 it'll just be like indiana's discovered the mystery of the gray t-shirt <laughs> a mystery of a hanes undershirt i will say that dog the dog did kind of steal the show and they always say don't act with dogs and children right they'll steal your spotlight and i was like that dog is so cute oh that, that's right that is harrison ford <laughs> but i was just picturing like the day of shooting that and you know right. like they have the handler there it's this big thing that's a lot of pressure if that was my dog oh yeah <laughs> to oh, yeah. get the dog to do everything on cue precisely with Ooh, Harrison with Ford there grumbling Ford. like oh, could you get the dog to hit its spot I gotta go home <laughs> all of a sudden the dog just poops there yeah. Harrison's just watching <laughs> uh, I'm making a steak tonight <laughs> I'm always fascinated with these big A-list people in commercials like Harrison Ford uh, the Jeff Bridges uh, Big Lebowski oh, with Sarah Jessica Parker oh my goodness yeah. right that commercial should have got so much more just uh, vitriol on social media, but it was saved by the fact that the game itself was, uh, depending yeah. on who you ask, very boring or a defensive masterpiece, depending yeah. on who you ask. Depending on who you ask. Uh, yeah, with halftime. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you... How does Harrison Ford act on a commercial set? Now, the sets are sets, as Jen will tell you, you know. Uh, you know, you've been on a lot of commercials recently. So yeah. I saw you on my uh, JetBlue flight, flight like 10 times. So weird. Yeah. yeah. Could you Sorry. imagine Harrison <laughs> on that? Every time I'm seeing it, I'm like, cha-ching, 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 come on. Uh. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, could you imagine Harrison on that set? What- I can't. And, you know, I'm sure that they have a stand-in so that he doesn't have to stand there when they're doing the lighting and stuff like that. But commercials are very, very technical. Right. And so I just, yeah, I don't know. I want to know who directed that. Oh, yeah. I really want to know. But, they, you know, there's a lot of big-time directors that are that are directing commercials nowadays. Yeah. So especially for a Super Bowl, it's it's a big deal. Absolutely. And he, there was another, I think, celebrity in that spot, right? Yeah. So the, when they when it ran during the Super Bowl, it was a bunch of different people. Yeah. And then immediately after the Super Bowl, they started running the Harrison Ford only version, sure. which seemed like a big F you to the other stars who had been in the longer version. <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the longer version. I okay. can't remember off yeah. the top. To be, to be fair, and, and I, I am a sports fan. I think a lot of you know that. But I, no joke, not not uh, ironically, watched most of the Puppy Bowl. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. On Animal Planet, which I thought it was like a halftime thing. Like, hey, flip over here for the Puppy It's a two-hour event. Yeah. So Grace and I uh, ended up watching most of the Puppy Bowl, which was much more scoring. <laughs> I, in that game. Way more points, right? <laughs> way yeah. more points. Fun. Yeah, amazing. So uh, yeah, but then I did watch uh, Star Wars Resistance, and this is, I think, the episode where the rubber really hit the road. Get okay. the first order on the base. Got problems happening, and I think, uh, as we've discussed and predicted, that all that work of laying the emotional groundwork mm. of the characters in the kind of happy, relatively safe world of the Colossus right. being disrupted by the First Order is paying off. Uh, all I will say is I felt m- more emotion, probably, than I have, oh. enraged for our friend Opipit. Oh, no. <laughs> there is some Opipit tragedy that had me <laughs> just shaking my fist. Like wanting to fight the first order myself. Damn you, first order! <laughs> uh, yeah. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I just yeah, with the travel schedule got you know just ended up passing out early last night. Um, so I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, it's good. It's heading in a great direction. It's what we've been waiting for. Yeah. I think. Even though, and we've been talking about it here, and I had a conversation on our Discord server, our Force Center Discord server. Some people like, "Hey, I I love this show. I'm just waiting for that big punch." Yeah, and it looks like if it's not the punch, they're rearing back. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, they're, they're starting. There's some there's, fisticuffs. I oh, think. Yeah, I it's like getting that. there. Getting there to the big punch. And uh, I did buy a Commander Pyre action figure. And not only did you buy it, you bought it from <laughs> my Target, and it disappeared. And now oh, I know it was no. you. It was right after recorded last week. I <laughs> walked right over there and I stole Commander Pyre. <laughs> From, oh from your gosh. target. From my target. The figures look really good. Yeah. The packaging has got this kind of bright, stark white kind of, it stands out on the, on yeah, the passing pops. button. Yeah, pops. pops. Uh, not Funko Pops, but Pops. Uh, and I saw they added uh, Yeager and, and Poe Dameron. Oh, on, nice. On the, the, uh, the rack. So well, maybe after this episode, I'll go buy one of those. Go steal, go steal one of <laughs> go those. Steal well, one not of those. Buy, purchase, but purchase. they look good. Wait, the target there or the target there? Uh, People can't see I'm pointing. Uh, I'm, the target, I'm talking about the target there, there but I often okay. do go to that target too, and I will yeah. go there today and yeah. try to steal more action figures yeah. from people who live in this region of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, interesting. Good to know. Je- Jen's making her plans. Good <laughs> <laughs> plotting. How are you, Jen? I'm good. Yeah. I don't have any Star Wars adventures. Okay. My daughter saw Scooby-Doo yesterday for the first time. Ooh. She was into it. Granted, there was no sound. We were at a, a little restaurant and it was on the TV and she was entranced by Scooby-Doo. I wow. was thrilled. I was like, okay, we're getting there. We're getting closer to all the things I love because I love Scooby-Doo. I loved Scooby-Doo as a kid. So 
planting the seeds <laughs> slowly nice. by slowly. She loves her Java pillow that I got her. Nice. So I'm just, I'm doing the best I can <laughs> <laughs> to get my daughter to like the things all I, uh, everything I like. Look, it, uh, you know, I, I got distracted by Robotech and baseball cards for about good five, six years. You know, you, you oh. she'll come back to Star Wars. Oh, she'll come back to the home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to show her the, the galaxy of adventures. They have more, right? They had some more that they yeah. released. They have. And I have, uh, I know the Dooku Yoda one came out and I have not had one. Yeah, I watched the Dooku Yoda one. Okay. It's great. They're great. Yeah, absolutely great. Same thing of like heightening what is actually on screen. Okay. Kind of really fun thing where Dooku is firing lightning at Yoda throughout the battle. Oh, and nice. And he's, you know, jumping around dodging. It's great. Hmm. Just, I love that. I'll have to show her. I love that. So if you guys haven't checked out the Galaxy of Adventures on Star Wars Kids, do it. It's fun for all ages. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we go into our news segment, which we normally do, we want to uh, talk about some new changes to Patreon. And and Joseph, you're, you you put a lot of uh, elbow grease into our Patreon page, uh, uh, which we all appreciate. So uh, what do we got cooking over there? Yeah, we got uh, some new tiers and some new goals. Uh, we decided to switch some things up a little bit and add some brand new things. Uh, first, at $10, we have uh, a new tier that is titled Power of the Light Side. Oh. In general, we try to celebrate Star Wars we here do. on Force Center, and you know, it's it's funny when you look at the story of Star Wars is about is the dark side more powerful? Right. No, quicker, easier, more seductive. Uh, so we just want to do more things to celebrate the positivity in Star Wars. So basically, uh, when you sign up at this tier, it's a, a one-time thing. We will ask you to send us like a short, positive statement about a character you love or a vehicle or a literal frame of film, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Something you love about Star Wars, and then we will read it right here on the main show, and hopefully just kind of keep putting more positivity out there in the galaxy. Absolutely. I love that. That's going to spin off to a lot of uh, good discussions here, too, on what we love about Star Wars and what we're attracted to in the franchise, what scenes, what ships, what grabs your attention. And I, th- I, I think uh, the, the, the light side is calling. That's right. That's right. And we're going to answer uh, at $10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no way around it. Uh, we are trying to keep ourselves afloat. Yeah. Uh, and then we added a brand new goal at uh, or a tier at $20 that is titled Triumph of Trading Cards. Uh, people know Brian Ward who follow us. Mm-hmm. He has made a lot of great stuff including that databank animated YouTube video and he has been working mm-hmm. quietly like the Sith in the darkness <laughs> uh, on some trading cards. A, a three set of each of us, mm-hmm. myself, Ken, Jennifer, a little four center three pack trading card set. And at this $20 tier, uh, we will send those to you in the actual mail. Physical items. Physical yeah. items, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, we, we, I just got some uh, stuff from him, possible, you know, choices front and back. These are t- true trading cards. Yep, absolutely. And uh, it t- took me back to my baseball card days and my Star Wars card days, and it looks uh, looks really good. So it's a, it's a set of three. Uh, first series, you never know. Down the line, this becomes popular. You could have a 10-part series here. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. But right now, get in here. Uh, $20 tier, Brian Ward's magic on the form of four-center trading cards. Yeah, I can smell the gum looking at him. He's doing a great job with the, the yes. style. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, we, we haven't finalized the art, but uh, my favorite is, is is Jen right now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good. It's very very good. Uh, and then we have some, a couple new goals. Uh, so for a while, you've heard us talking about trying to get to this goal of unlocking a commentary for all the movies, mm-hmm. and we looked at that and thought. 
that's a lot to do at once uh, because we want to do like the Ewok movies too. We want to yeah. do them all. Yeah. We want to do everything. Uh, so we decided to break that up into we're going to unlock a movie at a time. Right. So uh, we've changed the $1,200 goal to uh, unlocking the next audio and video commentary. And when we reach that goal, we'll have patrons vote. Yes, the power now falls to you. <laughs> uh, and that's exciting. So it, we have done Phantom Menace. We've done Last Jedi. Uh, there's a lot more choices to choose from, but the movies, fortunately, keep rolling out. But it, it is daunting. But we also, let's say you, you, you want us to do Revenge of the Sith, but next up is Attack of the Clones in the old way. This way, now, you can start a campaign. Yeah. We hit that goal. Sith, 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 you can start Clones, clones, clones. <laughs> yeah. And help us choose what commentary to do next. Awakens, awakens, awakens. I just like the idea of people chanting one word of one a title. <laughs> Keep chanting. Uh, and then in a continuation of a series we've been doing, uh, our next goal after that at 1250 is to do new music by Tony Thaxton for Star Wars Ranked. Absolutely. We've been using some of that. Uh, it's a great track called Odyssey. It's, a, it's a, a track I purchased from some site, and it's been nice, and it serves its purpose, but come on. Have you heard Tony Thaxton's magic? We want to make Star Wars ranked the next show to be remodeled in the sound and image of Tony Thaxton's genius, and, and you guys can make that happen at this next goal. Yeah, the sound and image of Tony Thaxton. <laughs> That's his uh, 60s uh, swinger, lounge singer <laughs> album title. Uh, next goal at 1300 is a brand new goal. Uh, when we reach this goal, we are going to do a live recording here in Los Angeles of the main show. Now, it'll just be the main podcast, uh, but it'll be live, so there'll be some bells and whistles, and we'll, of course, advertise it, and we'll sell tickets and just experiment with whether this is something that we want to or can do more often. Yeah, there's no secret that, that for whatever reason, the trend to do podcasts live has now really been moving its way through the industry. People love doing it. Some of our friends uh, do it. We've been on some of those shows. So Force Center, we want to see how would that work for us, and we want, and we're really excited what we can do at a live event, and this could lead to a lot more. You never know; you might see eventually, uh, you know, a, a big, giant, full-on uh, Star Wars themed show. Yeah, but juggling, we wanna, dancing, dug, juggling, <laughs> dancing. Jennifer will do some live uh, job of the hut uh, pillow making. Oh you know? yeah, right. <laughs> With <laughs> some quiet music. Yeah. <laughs> let's check back into Jennifer Landa. In fact, let's just make that our fifteen hundred dollar goal: <laughs> live crafting. Live Jennifer oh, God. But all and, uh, that starts with this first one here, uh, a fun live show. We, we know there's a lot of you fans locally, too, that would uh, hopefully come on out. Yeah, yeah. And then the final one is at $1,400, uh, a goal to do a monthly comic book podcast. Because we would love to talk about the comic books a little bit more. The way we're looking at doing it, if we reach this goal, is kind of look back at limited series that have been five issues or a specific arc so we can kind of discuss them uh let people know ahead of time they'll have a chance to go read say the lando comic and then we discuss it a little bit and kind of look back on past rather than trying to keep up with every current issue yeah it's daunting it's daunting for all three of us to try to keep up on everything novels shows books uh the comics uh, my stack is as large every every month when i go pick them up in my shop and we know we don't talk about them, but we know a lot of you love these comics, and they're important stuff, these new canon comics. But uh, this is a great way, Joseph, like you said, to look back, and we can get a kind of a little class is in session. We can all take a look at this. Yeah, yeah, my iPad's a bursting with comic books, so I want to get all caught up mm. and uh, read and talk with everybody. And then the final thing, just a bit of business on Patreon, is we have changed it to pay up front, charge up front. Uh, if you're currently a patron, this 
changes nothing. If you're a new patron, it means that you get charged right away, so we don't have to do that awkward dance of waiting to see if the payment actually comes through before rewards come out. So the idea is that you pay right away for that first month that you sign up for, whatever month you're in, and then we can get rewards moving right away. Absolutely. And uh, look, Patreon is is a direct consumer type of model for us. We really take it seriously. We take your support seriously. Uh, it helps all of us grow here in this uh, community, and we're excited to go to the next level. Uh, and it is it is important to all of us, and we appreciate your support. So far, we've had uh, just a lot of fun, Joseph, being there in the weeds with the fans. Absolutely. It's been great to, yeah, to build the relationships and get the support and just be able to do a lot more than we could otherwise. Like, really, for real, couldn't. We are all people who are piecing our lives together through lots of different things that we do. <laughs> and having money actually come in, not only can we pay people like Tony Thaxton and Brian Ward, it means that we can actually devote more time. Yes, absolutely. That is uh, that is it. Independence is key in this business, and that happens thanks to all of you. So go to patreon.com slash center. Check it out if you uh, are, haven't uh, supported and want to consider. Uh, but as we always say, your support uh, of listening and spreading the word means a lot as well. But that's what we have going on on Patreon. So I think with that... With that said, I think we can dive into the news, Jennifer. Yes. So once again, Star Wars Twitter was a Twitter last week because (laughs) there was some speculation that big news was coming. Would it be the Episode (laughs) 9 title? A teaser? No. We're getting new Star Wars books. These new titles will tie into Disney's Galaxy's Edge and help us learn more about the planet Batuu and the Black Spire Outpost. In addition to that Marvel miniseries starring Doc Ondor that I mentioned last week, Del Rey is releasing a new novel written by Delilah Dawson. The novel titled Black Spire is a prequel to the Disney Parks experience where General Leia Organa dispatches her top spy to Batuu in a desperate search for resistance allies. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good, right? Mm -hmm. The second title title is a young adult novel called A Crash of Fate, written by Zoraida Cordova. This story is about two best friends who are on the run from vengeful smugglers and an angry pirate. The last title is Star Wars Myth and Fables, written by George Mann. And in this middle grade novel, young readers will learn the thrilling space tales, fables, and myths that are told in the galaxy far, far away. Most of these books are geared towards younglings, but that Delilah Dawson one is very exciting. That's super exciting because I'm pretty sure that spy is the same one from her book Phasma. Oh. So I'm pretty sure it'd be, it'll be oh, Vibratty. Yeah. Ratty. But yeah. Oh, right. Because right. that's the whole setup of the Phasma novel is that spy is captured. Yeah. So that one's super exciting to me because it's not only building on another character that we've got to know in mm. in a book canon, but also that it is it's going to set up more juicy stuff for this still not as defined period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think it's a little shifty right now. Yes. Exactly when Phasma takes place compared to the Poe comics and compared to Resistance and all that. And I think this book will lock in a lot more. And I think the fact that it happens at Black Spire mm-hmm. in the general time period that we, the visitors, will experience Black Spire, we'll get a lot more about what the park is actually going to be like in terms of the canon story. Yeah, and we, and we can joke about that, too, about, oh, they're set, you know, now we need, read, need, need to read everything to learn where to buy the hot chocolate and, and Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. But this actually, for me, right now, listening to it, makes me really excited to really have a full, robust experience. Right. To feel part of the story. You want to talk about immersion, I'm, I want to feel that. And I think it will work for people who don't read the books. Absolutely. Obviously, that's what their goal, goal would be. But 
If Vi's in there, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a good call. That's got to be. We, we now we have the Claudia Gray verse, as you coined yeah. it. Now we got the Delilah S. Dawson verse, mm. and that will be exciting. And didn't didn't we hear that that character Vi, Vi Moretti was in Galaxy's Edge a long time ago? Yeah. Oh, so we this did. all makes sense. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So she will. I think she's going to be there, yeah. walking around. Okay. For like meet and greets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or maybe on that resistance ride. Maybe oh. she's some part of that. Sure. Who knows? Photography opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That myths and fables one is really cool to me just because yeah. of the general idea of what is a myth inside a myth. Right. Um, right. But also I think that really points again to like how they're going to handle in the park some of the ways that they want to celebrate the story. Because if they really continue to establish the way they have that Luke and Chewie and Han and Leia are legends within the world, then they can get away with selling us Luke and Chewy stuff, you know, <laughs> right, because exactly. it's canon that they're well known. Right. Uh, I, that's so funny because I've always been fascinated by the one of the last Dark Horse series, series released before the canon switch had that like four part series where it was Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie. And, and it was told from someone else's eyes of looking at these heroes. Yeah. These celebrities. almost these legends. Yeah. So I love if they play around with that. Hey, yeah. you've heard about Luke Skywalker by this doll. <laughs> yeah, I like I like when they take that approach. Of the, it was like the legend of Luke Skywalker. Same thing. It just yeah. allows them to have a little bit more fun and not more fun, but yeah. be a play more, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. And have dragons and fun things like that, like that cover of Myth and Fables has on it. It's super cool. It's really yeah. cool looking. That, that story sample is really great, too. Yeah, yeah. with the Tusken Raiders. Very uh, is fun. that the one? Uh, what, what is the one that is told from the, the, the Skywalker saga? Is that coming out too? Am I imagining that? Because you said the Tusken Raider one, so I saw some art. Yeah. And there was also one that was I thought was announced that's like... Yes, there is. It's the Skywalker Saga up through eight. Right. So uh, I think it is really trying to set people up. I think that one's a young reader one too. I think so too. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was good. And there was a ton of things on that day. And I think it's because someone tweeted that Ray is listed in it. Uh, and they were like, ah, sign that she is. And, and, and it, it just seemed like, no, I just mm. can't remember the author. But I think I saw on Twitter the author actually pushing back and saying, this is the Skywalker saga and you don't need to have the, the Skywalker blood to be a part of the family. Part of the saga and the yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, point being, it wasn't the title. It was Juicy Juicy Books. Yes, yeah. exactly. Books. books, books. books. Uh, the guest announcements for Star Wars Celebration Chicago just keep on coming every week. StarWars.com <laughs> announced that Ahsoka Tano herself, Ashley Eckstein, will be in the Topps autograph area at Celebration. Joining Ashley is Daniel Logan, who brought young Boba Fett to life in the prequels. Jet Lucas, who played Padawan Zet Jukasa. Jukasa. Mm, in the prequels. <laughs> Ken Lung, who portrayed Admiral Statura in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Katie Cartwheel, an actor and circus performer who played Hurrid 327 in Star Wars The Force Awakens. And Cliff Clavin, <laughs> John Ratzenberger, will be there as the cherry on top. Mr. Ratzenberger played Major Durlin in Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, if you guys don't know. Uh, okay, has Star Wars Celebration always been this packed with celebrities? Am I, is it just because I'm not going that I'm like now looking at this list going, gosh dang it? I, 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 I don't. 
I, I know what you're feeling. You it know seems I mean? like the net is wider in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah. there's just so many different yeah. types of Star yeah. Wars personalities and celebrities there, from puppeteers to you know minor characters to Ashley to yeah. it's just so exciting. I don't feel like they rolled it out like this, where it is right. like major star yeah. but, and also a cool circus actor who played Rio's Rio Drance body, yeah, you know, right. and and then Cliff Clavin, which yeah. is so awesome, amazing, yeah. They have recently put out the weird series of action figures that are like kind of action figures, kind of dolls from mostly like TV shows from the 70s and 80s. And there's like, it's not well done at all, but there's a Cliff Clavin action figure. And he's in the like toy aisle that comes with like a beer, like here for Christmas. No. (laughs) Buy your kids Cliff Clavin with a beer. So I I so want to buy that and bring that to John Ratzenberger and like we sign my Cliff Clavin action figure at a Star Wars convention. I would love that. I had the pleasure of bombing in front of him one night in my <laughs> first year of stand-up. He, he and his son were at the Hollywood Improv and I was on stage and I look over and I'm like, it's Cliff. It's oh, Major Brand Major Brand And I told some jokes and that was like, it was like stone face not laughing and then I just bombed but it was like the greatest thing. It was like Cliff threw me off and I love it. Oh. So I'd like to meet him, not tell him that story but, but start fresh. Oh my <laughs> so that's, goodness. But yeah, that's fantastic. I know what you're talking about, Jen. It's like, it seems like it's they're really embracing the entire history of Star Wars, yeah, all corners of it. Exactly. It kind of feels like a, a, an anniversary, although the anniversary was already, what was it, last year? Last year, yeah. or two years ago was the two 40th. Years, yeah, oh, two yeah, years yeah. ago, yeah. yeah. So it does feel like it's some big event. And I'm like, wait, I hope that they're coming back. Because it feels like this is like, we're ending <laughs> on a high note. <laughs> uh, See you some other time. See you some other time. Well, now file this under a rumor. But last week, John Boyega posted some official Star Wars celebration artwork on Instagram and captioned it with several side eye emojis. So now I'm wondering, I don't know if anybody else is, is he teasing that he too might be at celebration? Ah, and if so, is there going to be a panel for episode nine where they trot out everybody? You know, I think that they've done that every year, right? Oh yeah. I can't imagine that they wouldn't. Right. Right. I mean, they did one for eight. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I know Adam driver wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I think Finn, but John Boyega wasn't there. I think he sent a video. I think he was shooting something. Yeah. Mm. He might have been shooting oh, he Detroit might have been at the time, though. That, the, the movie he was in about the Detroit riots. I think some, I think he was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, yeah. they, they, I, they, I, have, they have to do it. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's their big centerpiece. That's what this, this Star Wars celebration is about. Right. Is the end of the Skywalker saga, right? Right. And I, and I believe that's where the trailer will be revealed. I'm sure the title we might know by then, but I think, yeah, I I, I want Boyega there because the excitement, <laughs> I'm sure, will be that much bigger with him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I'm wondering if maybe Carrie Russell will come out or yeah. one of the newer people. I want, oh, I Richie so. Grant, I want. Yeah, that right, exactly. I think, I think that's a, a good call because that's where in uh, for episode eight where we got more information about uh, Rose. You're right, mm-hmm. yes. That's right. Oh yeah. So we could see we could see Kelly Marie Tran again. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. I think what uh, what uh, what's his name? Um, Doctor Who. Matt Smith. Right? Matt Smith. Yes. Uh, Dominic Morning. He gets it all the time. You could have named you know one of the I, I could twelve uh, other doctors. William thirteen. Hartnell. Yeah. Twelve other doctors. Yeah. Bad for John. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I have a feeling that panel will be Friday. If it starts mm-hmm. on Thursday this mm-hmm. time, which we get, but the idea of, by the way, spending six or seven days in Chicago is becoming more and more overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that Friday, I think that'll be the big, 
Yeah, nine yeah. panels. If they if yeah. they drop the trailer too, they they'll want space from uh, the Game of Thrones premiere so they can own. That's true. In the pop culture space oh, for a little is while. It, so is weird. that weekend? It's Game of Thrones? Sunday. Sunday. Oh, no. Wow. That's why I do not think Dan and Dave will be at Celebration. No, they I have won't. no no knowledge of that. I just think no. it just, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They got things to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. What a weekend. What a, what a time to be living in if you go back to, like, for me, 1983, try like imagine that there will be this is what you'll have to deal with yeah. Star Wars uh, and this series you love. Oh <laughs> my God. Uh, dragons and Jedi in one weekend. Oh, what a bother. What a bother. Um, while we're on Instagram, uh, John Favreau put out R5D4 too, didn't he? Yes, he, he did. Yes, okay. He did. The Favreau. Sure, photo what do you what do you what do you think that means what what do you when you see that joseph and and, and jennifer what do you what, what what do your thoughts go to i think when he was in college he still had his action figures and yeah. i think he was literally working out his script playing with his action figures <laughs> and r5d4 was there and i think yeah. he's like he's gonna roll around in the background now yep okay yeah because he because he's always he's been in my treatments since since <laughs> I was a child. Yeah, exactly. A cameo. It's like he's it's like he's just calling to us. Like, hey guys, look. Look, look who's gonna be here. Look, look. All your yeah. old buddies. IG. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. This. Yeah. Do you yeah. know motivators could be repaired? Do well, you, they can. Do you think that means we're getting Tatooine at one point for sure, or is R five on a mission throughout the galaxy? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, interesting. We, we loved, I love to speculate. Uh, I look forward well. to yeah, the Legends of R5-D4 book to Absolutely. fill in those gaps. Yeah. All it's not just you know fan service. It's really like John Favreau's fantasy coming to life. <laughs> Favreau service. <laughs> <laughs> Favreau service, exactly. Well, so long. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. BB-8. Lucasfilm <laughs> puppeteer Brian Herring announced on Twitter that it's a wrap on BB-8, at least for now. You may have seen the behind-the-scenes photos of Brian in a green hoodie and pants <laughs> wheeling BB-8 around the Jakku Desert. Uh, Brian has also puppeteered Fathiers, Porgs, and lots more critters in the galaxy. What surprised me about his post on Twitter, um, his goodbye post, is the realization that we don't know when we're going to see BB-8 on screen again. It is the end of an era. So when do you guys think that we will see the little droid back? Will he be back on screen, back uh, back on the movie screen, or back on the TV screen? It'll be interesting to see question. if they can get him back on Resistance without mucking things up too much, mm-hmm. uh, depending on exactly where Resistance goes once it blows past the events of Force Awakens and Last Jedi, mm-hmm. if they want to have him be back there. So I think that's a possibility. It's a great, great thought, great question, because when Anthony Daniels did something similar yeah. recently, it was like, this might be the last time you see 3PO, but you can plug him in anywhere. You can plug him in, and, and Anthony Daniels will certainly do the voice, but BB-8 is almost a little tougher. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't, resistance makes sense, but it has to make sense. Yeah. I think they're aware of that, you know, but that could be, I mean, he, to me, BB-8 kind of stole the show on the sequel trilogy in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It, it, it had to work. That thumbs up and all that stuff, that, that, that all of it worked because of, of, you know, just us having a, a love, an immediate love for BBA. You can go back right. to that first, uh, teaser. What was that on Thanksgiving? Correct. Oh. That, of him rolling by. And in some ways he's the thing that looks the most like, yeah, that's star Wars, but it's also brand new. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Kudos yeah. to you, BB-8. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think all of these is just a, a reminder that they are pumping the brakes on the movies because there was a post a while ago mm. that we've never had a chance to talk about one of the uh, creature designers mm. kind of saying like, "Well, my contract's up, 
This right. has been great in sharing all the things from all the sequel movies and from Solo and Rogue One. And that, that to me was a real sign of like, Ooh. yeah, they're pumping the brakes or that person's contract wouldn't be up. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, we are, we are more and more, it's almost a different conversation, but yeah, we are more and more to the, I don't think we're seeing a movie to maybe 2022. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way it's working. Yep. But Mandalorian, Cassinander, we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe BB it will pop up there. Yeah. Who knows? Well, that's the news for now. For that now. is that is yeah for now <laughs> yeah you know I you know I'll tell you that it's funny they, they, we all look for signs whether you want to or not you look at some Star Wars uh, the official uh, people out there on Twitter and you're kind of like oh I was I was with Alex from Black Series Rebels and we were like and he's like I don't I think something's coming I'm like I think something's coming too there's something uh, it's the books which is exciting <laughs> but you gear yourself up so we always like to just kind of relax yes yeah. yes. Uh, we're going to dive into your question shortly. But first, we want to recommend a book, an audio book for you to try on us, Joseph. Well, I like this recommendation. I am recommending. We are recommending from a certain point of view. Uh, I have been talking about Force Ghosts a lot on Star Wars Counseling, and it does those two stories with Qui-Gon, with Obi-Wan, just those alone are worth it. It's such an interesting read for me, a mix of stories, but so many great ones to check out that add to Star Wars. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's so, it's become one of my favorite books to just pull off the shelf and reread some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there's some weird ones, there's some things that need maybe a second glance, and there's just some ones that have moved me, uh, brought me to tears even, the, the Eclipse one, and then the one where Yoda's like, nah, I want to train yeah. Leia. Like, pretty powerful stuff. So you all should check it out there from a certain point of view. Check it out on us with an audiobook. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audio book. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One day, one day I'm just going to be like, nah, I don't like that recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I accept this challenge. Uh yes. When they so, put out that all puffer pigs book. Oh that will no, disturb there Ken. There you go. There you go. So we are gonna dive into something we'd like to do uh from time to time again. You guys send us a lot of great questions and thought starters and a lot of cool things. And so today we wanted to pull all of uh, uh, uh more of them than our normal four and really kind of dive in and and uh, talk with all of you about your thoughts on Star Wars and your speculations and your theories and your questions. So Joseph, we've uh, we've got some picked out here. We can start diving. Do you yeah. want to read one of the first ones? Absolutely, we'll, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Rotate. Uh, and and uh, you know, I put out these prompts for questions, and I just want to thank everybody for always uh, replying so quickly and putting out so many good questions. And that's part of the reason we're just like, let's do a Q and A episode because there are a bunch of great ones. Yeah, yeah. I almost I, sometimes I'm too honest. Uh, I, I I really love our four center questions and our four center fans. Uh, some of the other things I, I work on, like we get great questions, but it's like 15 versions of you know what color will raise lightsaber be, and I want to know that. Yeah. But you guys dig deep and really, really give us some juicy stuff. Yeah. So we start right away with a juicy, heavy one. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Choose. I don't know why I have to say juicy and heavy. I apologize for that. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Jacob Hobbs asked on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, recently, I was watching The Last Jedi, and I had a thought I wanted to throw at you three. Uh-oh. We don't know exactly how long Luke has been on Octo and how long he's been disconnected from the Force before Rey arrives. He must have explored the island and at least know about the Dark Side Cave. Do you think he has ever ventured in there? And if he did, what do you think the Force would have shown him? We kind of know it feeds and plays off of your fears and desires. What are your thoughts? Now, this is a, a juicy one. Mm-hmm. It could have been its own theme here. Uh, yeah. This is J- Jacob, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do, do either of you want to jump in? Or, or uh, Jen, do you have a thought? Yeah. Ken looks well, like he's, I'm yeah. just looking at, like, so he's right. We don't know exactly. So we have this time frame. We have maybe six years because you're looking at Bloodline. But Luke was kind of, things that already happened, he'd been left. Does he go right to the island and and hunker down? That's a mm. great question. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know my personal answer yet. I don't know where my head can is going, but I don't think he landed, shut off the force, built that door out of the X-Wing and started cooking fish. I think there was some exploration there too. I think, yeah. So I think he did go to the cave. Yeah. I love the idea that he would go to the cave uh, because he's already kind of doing uh, uh, doing some self-exploration by being there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I My thought is that the cave would show him Kylo killing Han. Mm. And mm. it would be basically kind of a, 
an unpleasant repeat of Dagobah, and then Kylo's mask would burn away, and it would be Luke's face there. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. It's not only the the Empire rhythm, but I think that's what he's really wrestling with, is are all I intend my actions to be good, but am I just doing more harm? Yeah. And that's what the Dark Side Cave would want him to believe. Like, I, that's what I love about this scene in Last Jedi, is that the Dark Side Cave wants to tell Rey, like, you're alone, because we think that'll break you. Yeah. So we, the dark side wouldn't want Luke to be active. So the dark side would want to reinforce that fear that you're right. Any action you take is actually just going to make things worse. Mm -hmm. Not only can you not stop your loved ones from dying, you caused it. You caused it. So just stay here. And and I think, I think it would have, you know, maybe kind of left him alive in this vision, so to speak. Yeah. And just much like you, you talk about the empire rhythm, but, but Bespin and just like, but they're my friends and I got to go help them. And Yoda saying, and I think just almost repeating that, like, don't, you can't go help them. And they're, they're done. This is yeah. your darkest fear. And you did it. You're at the center of it all. And then Luke could be like, I don't want to hear this anymore. Yep. <laughs> kick that X-wing into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have uh, uh, thoughts of on visions, Jen? Yeah. You know, and I didn't really think about specific visions, but I felt the overall feeling that he would go, that he would feel when he was there is just tremendous guilt it would just hammer like your guys are saying hammer home all these horrible feelings that he has that he caused ben's fall i think we'd absolutely see a close shot like we did in the movie of him with his lightsaber over ben and seeing ben's terrified face and i think that alone would have haunted him i think he would have been so traumatized and terrified of the cave and mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, I just, uh, that he would be afraid. He'd be afraid to, and afraid of himself. And that I think at that point, after the cave, he'd be like, I'm done. I'm shutting, shutting off any connection. Mm-hmm. I can't be trusted. Yeah. I've failed on so many levels. I'm an awful person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's great to think about it just as Luke as, uh, uh, is very powerful in the force. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's got that great line about, you know, seeing this raw power only once before you know, in yeah. Kylo and Ray, but that doesn't include himself, who's clearly very powerful. So to see him just feel like, I can't take a step without crushing ants because I'm already, so powerful. Yeah, and he's already in such mm. a fragile state, a fragile yeah. state of mind, you know. That wouldn't take much, quite frankly, to break him at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, and Jacob brings up, like, it plays off your fears and desires. We know Ray wants to find out, and right. that's also the fear, but mm. the, her fear might be she's alone. Like, so I don't think, like, I was thinking as you're talking, I'm like, is there is there a chance that it shows him a vision of, of you killed Kylo, and then mm. now you're the next one in the cape and that caused him in the dark, in the black oh. cape and the mask or something. And it yeah. goes back to that. But I don't know if that's his desire. I think his desire at this point, by the time he gets to the Island, his desire is to run away. Right. I mean, right. part of it. Yeah. I mean, part I of think, it. I think that's, I think that's a powerful answer too, because I think where Luke is, is he can't see a way forward and it takes yes. his interactions with Ray and Yoda. So to show him like, well, what can you do about it? You, maybe you could kill uh, mm-hmm. Kylo. You could kill your own nephew, but yeah. what would that get you? Yeah, which leaves him feeling like I can't do anything. There's mm. no point. There's in nothing. This. You know the Je- it, Hey, and look, this is what the Jedi did forever. They tried to fix things, and they only messed them up. So I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to try to burn that tree down. Yeah, mm-hmm. put on my robes and try to do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know if that that book we were just talking about is ever is going to get to that. I think there's going to be some insight into what was in his mind because it's supposed to be from the Skywalker point of view, the Skywalker saga. This, yeah. Right. That'd be interesting. I, I do want to, 
I don't know. Is it too gimmicky to have a, the Journal of Luke Skywalker on Octobook? I don't know. <laughs> no, but something I'm, like that yeah. would be interesting. I would love that. I also would love to see the scene that we've talked about before of him, of Leia and Han asking him for, you know, help or, you know, here, this, you're going to train him and he's, he's going to be in good hands with me. Yeah. And replaying that and yeah. then having to go back. Well, no, he didn't go. Well, we don't know. He didn't, we don't know. We don't know. No, no. My headcanon, I feel like he did. I feel I like there is have. a real putting their heads together of what, we what can we do what should we do right it's interesting because i love that moment force awakens that i think got overlooked a little bit in our excitement not not necessarily ours but just the fandom's excitement but han telling ray and finn exactly what happened yep. Luke felt responsible what is that last conversation like mm-hmm. yeah what is any of those la- like no luke and and, and and it's like dealing say with a, a depressed person where it's like you are in the trees let us help you through and that person unfortunately sometimes can't see through it and that would be luke in that moment yeah where, right. you know it's gonna yeah. be frustrating for han and leia and in force wakens han saying to leia luke couldn't get through to him Right. And you could interpret that as during the training, but mm-hmm. you could also interpret that as even after he fell, Luke made one more effort. I like that. You right. know? Mm. Oh, there's a lot yeah. there. A lot of great, great stuff. Uh, last thing I did want to throw out here, because a couple people have tweeted us at us, uh, and we haven't. I don't think we've touched on it a lot. I feel like the Dark Side Cave would be reinforcing things that Luke already did see. Because I, mm. I feel like in that flashback moment where he does ignite the blade for a second... He's got those lines where he says, you know, I saw every all the horror, horrible things that Kylo would do. Right. I'm paraphrasing. But a couple of people have tweeted as like, uh, I, I think he does see what Kylo does. I think he sees Han dying. Mm. Mm. And I think that, mm. you know, for the for the kind of people who, who don't like Last Jedi, because I can't imagine why why Luke would ignite his blade for even a second against his innocent cousin. Mm. I think that gives it more weight and power if he's truly seeing mm-hmm. what, what the horror of what Kylo is doing that. Kylo is not just doing bad things to the galaxy, but truly taking away everything Luke loves. Yeah. And his natural instinct is, I'll ignite my blade for a second. Oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Powerful stuff. <laughs> uh, move on to uh, Lauren Roma on Facebook with uh, something that is not as heavy, but just as fun. Uh, what are your opinions in having the return of battle droids in episode nine? The solo movie and novel Last Shot had some deeper droid themes in it. Why not bring that into nine a little bit? Jen, how are you feeling about droids and Star Wars and battle droids in Nine in particular? Yeah, uh, I, I love the idea of battle droids in Nine. I mean, the only way I could think of it making sense would be like in a flashback. But I also love how the the, the Freemaker Adventures did it, mm-hmm. where you know they have like the museum in this one episode oh, of, yeah. of relics of the past. Essentially, you know, they have uh, uh, Queen Amidala's dress up in there displayed, and and uh, I think that yeah, they have uh, battle droids, and Rogers is like, hey. Oh, all my old buddies are <laughs> my there. Old buddies here, yeah, yeah, I love that. That I think that that's really fun. I I don't think that that would be the case in episode nine, but maybe in a flashback. Well, why not? Yeah. What do you think again? The resistance needs warriors. Yeah, they are short on help, mm. so they reactivate a collection of battle droids. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, my only thought was Mr. Bones, since we've got yes. The, Greg Grunberg, yeah. the uh, creator. That's right. Snaps is like, Snap Wexley. He's like, wait, I re- got an idea. I'll rebuild Mr. Bones. <laughs> that is the one that is almost like just a possibility. If they do show the resistance, is this ragtag operation that has a bunch of different, like, I don't yeah. think it would just be like, and new, turns out Matt Smith is playing Mr. Bones in you know, motion <laughs> capture. I don't think it's that. But if there's a bunch of weirdos and just somebody that people recognized, if you're a fan of the Aftermath series, like, yeah. oh, that's Mr. Bones. 
Look, I I went from very eyes eyebrow raised, dubious about Mr. Bones, uh, not my favorite, to uh, the end of that aftermath trilogy. I was like, I got it, I'm on board. Uh, so I I would be really interested. He <laughs> just snap, go, hey guys, I got a friend. <laughs> I rebuilt him. I got I took a little chip I found in the dust uh, and and I rebuilt him. Yeah, and now we have a fleet of battle droids. Yeah, would yeah. it be too comedic though? Oh, I mean, it, it, right. I don't think it would work. Okay. but I think it would work for me. Uh, yeah, I exactly. I don't know, but I'd like it. The but, idea of battle droids is interesting. Yeah, there's power in it because obviously Mr. Yeah. Bones and that, and Roger is great in the Freemaker Adventures. He's great. Yeah, like and in, he does a lot of wacky comedy because it's for kids, but there is still that kind of sadness of like. It's kind of sad when he sees his buddies in the museum and realizes, like, oh, you don't operate anymore. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Uh, I think, yeah. Like Newt Gunray the Fifth shows up, and that's how, <laughs> that's what ties the nine, tri- nine movies together, nine, the three trilogies. I'm here to make right for what happened before. Right. The I, end of the yeah. Gunray saga. <laughs> uh, but how do you, so that that's nine in particular. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like there, that's specifically battle droids. Do you feel like there's room in nine for more of this idea of, of treating droids with a little bit more respect is sentient beings or is that not is that overpacked for nine hmm. maybe slightly overpacked but it's interesting because i feel as though it's been a theme in the other things that outside of seven and eight right yeah the books the comics and and solo and, and even rogue one with k2s so yeah it's i wonder if that shows up there i wonder if there's any kind of you know I don't know. Is it three PO saying? <laughs> yeah, I finally matter. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's been very prevalent in new Star Wars. Even Chopper wanting that leg is a little bit more like yeah. He he, he has wants and needs too. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah, it makes me think of the ending that I that I am hoping for the end with three PO and R two wheeling off into the distance. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody telling them you're free. You're you've done your duty. <laughs> you're free. <laughs> <laughs> go, go for it. Leia's last words. Yeah, right. Go, 3PO. Get yeah. out of here. And they would be like, oh, they've spent their whole life, you know, helping others. Now yeah. it's their time to retire. Yeah, they end up uh, on the old uh, Skywalker Lars farm. Oh. <laughs> Moisture farming together in their old age. Oh. Yeah. I, I, could, I could imagine a moment that sort of nods at these kind of ideas out of tribute to R2 and 3PO of mm-hmm. like some moment where it's really being like you are important. Right. And, and celebrating them uh, in BB-8 for that mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, Ken, do you, do you want, if not nine, do you want this larger, I mean, it's big in Solo, but yeah. and with K2SO and Rogue One, do you want a movie that really zeroes in on that a little bit more? You know, as we've discussed, I have this weird, odd. Uh, uh, you know, I, I struggle oh, yeah, with. That's right. I have this weird struggle with AI. Where that's I, you right. Know, uh, you know, yesterday on the road, Mark Ellis asked me and Josh. He's like, "Hey, uh, would you ever get in a self-driving car?" And I was like, "Absolutely not." Um, so I, I think it would be good, though. I think it would be good because it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, and it'd be good to challenge me as a Star Wars yeah. fan to not treat gunk droids as just batteries not just walking batteries i had a terrible nightmare now that i think about it of of k2so this past week it was horrible really he was terrifying yeah he was beating someone to a pulp like a human now that we're speaking of this ai thing yeah right i would not get in a self-driving car because they have to calculate (laughs) the a yeah oh it's a whole thing don't get me started not there yet did you have some sort of k2so experience were you watching rogue one or just he just he just sauntered into your dreams sauntered into my dreams (laughs) that's how much we love Star Wars this here is at Force b- Center. This is bizarre, and I'm just remembering this right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Scary. 
I don't, yeah, I don't have um, <laughs> many dreams I remember, and I definitely don't have any Star Wars dreams, unfortunately. But what you're describing is terrifying. It was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was on Jeddah. I don't know. It was a desert planet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was on Jeddah. Most people would think that you're on some weird drug. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars fans. The planet Jeddah. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Anyways, let's move on. Uh, move on. Great yeah. question, Lauren. And I think we're going to get a lot more droid exploration. Uh, and I think it'll come to film eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hankins asks if Obi-Wan had actually killed Anakin, but Palpatine still escaped from Yoda in Revenge of the Sith. Would Palpatine ha- have chosen a new apprentice or taken Maul back if a new apprentice who... Fascinating stuff. Yes. Ken, do you have an immediate knee-jerk response? My immediate knee-jerk response is yes. He, I think he, he was already looking. And the comics have played that out a little bit, oh, yeah. though some of the choices aren't, aren't <laughs> my favorite. Um, but the idea remains. I don't think he would have officially taken apprentice. He would have just been taking interviews. And as far as Maul, I think no. Yeah, no, I think yeah. I think he feels like Maul has failed. Failed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen, do you have an immediate knee-jerk reaction? Yeah, he, of course. He's all, he's he's not faithful. He's always keeping his eye out for a new apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I forgot about the comics. There yeah. were some weird choices. Weird choices. He has a little bit of a weird taste in apprentices. Yeah. Uh, apprentice. Apprenti. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Apprentices. Yeah, I think he would have definitely chosen someone new, and I think that he would have seen Maul. Maul is an absolute failure, so he's not going to take that guy back. Yeah. Yeah. But but uh, I feel like from the audience's perspective, Maul is the best choice. He's, right. Of yeah. Course. But is yeah. it just that that Sith relationship is broken too much and that Maul, yeah. you know, will not bend to him as willingly? Mm. I I think so. I think it's interesting what they've done with Maul. He, he becomes obviously more of a character, not just this blunt weapon. But I think, but that's a comment on what Palpatine saw him as. Yeah, never really is the end game. Same with Dooku. Was, was it Anakin? Was he truly watching his career with great interest from a long time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I love how Maul. I think Maul might not have even wanted it to. Mm. You know? Yeah. Would have been like, you're going to be my apprentice. I think, you know, there's there's that whole Sith relationship that the master is always sort of torturing the apprentice and the apprentice is always supposed to try to overthrow the yeah. master. But it is this sort of like, well, Sith believe in lies. We're always kind of, we, we both know this is true, but we're always kind of lying to each other about it. And maybe it's just like with Maul, like, the game is ruined because yeah. I know you want to kill me. I know how bad you want to kill me. It's just, it's right out there in the open. Always. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that disrupts uh, it. Uh, the thing that's fascinating to me about this is obviously we see Sidious go through apprentices mm-hmm. uh, a bunch, but Anakin is special. Right. If you believe that it was Palpatine who manipulated the midichlorians to right. make him, he is not dime a dozen. Right. He's prophecy fulfiller. He mm-hmm. is all sorts of things to Palpatine. I, I think this was Palpatine's first pick for a long time, and, and I think uh, 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 I, I don't know what would what, what he have done because even with the choices he has, I think it's all in his mind. I kind of interpret it as uh, continuing what you described as torturing Vader, but also testing Vader, just making him more angry and dependent on me, but also more powerful in his hate. I don't think I don't know if he ever really had a number two choice he wanted. You know? Yeah, yeah, he would have to go deep in the bench. Yeah, because in the comics we've got that just that slew of weirdos, right? Yes. Uh, including what is it, uh, Carbon, who's the Moncala? Oh, yeah, who's, my favorite. Who's uh, the General Grievous is a Moncala? Yeah, super yeah. fun and weird. But I feel like all those are just to upset and test Vader. I those agree. are not, I don't think, legitimate. I think the, his legitimate pool is the Inquisitors. 
Yes. Right. Yeah. Who are all fallen Jedi. Fallen from Jedi. Time. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, maybe that's great, but maybe the Grand Inquisitor might've been a choice or yeah. something, but it, even then it comes off as, you know, in, in service to the empire or to the emperor in a different way. So I don't know if the, the answer, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to see who else was out there. Yeah. And I feel like Canon has reinforced that Anakin slash Vader is stronger in the force. Mm-hmm. Right. Even in a wounded state as right. Vader, he is much stronger than other other force users. Yeah. And now it is fair, let's just say, if Obi-Wan had actually killed Anakin uh, at that time in Revenge of the Sith and said it left, him, left him there burning, uh, the idea that if, if Palpatine was aware of an offspring would make maybe Luke, Leia, yeah. uh, oh, right. top prospect too. But I... I, I debate in my head how much he actually knew. I think he f- felt that maybe there was a child on the way. You know, I don't know. Oh, what, Palpatine, Palpatine knew? Palpatine, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I definitely don't think there was twins. I think they were caught uh, caught off guard by that. Yeah. I think some of it was hidden. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have to review some of the stuff. Mm. Uh, and I don't, I'm not, I don't subscribe to the theory of Palpatine drawing any life force from Padme and... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't feel like Palpatine was aware of of the kids. Or I think they, I think the good guys won one there and and tricked him, or else he would have been on him. But if he gets if he gets word, it would make sense. Yeah, would be next. So fascinating. All right, uh, this is our final question from Facebook, and then we'll do some from Patreon from Zachary Dykes. A short two part question with EA release of Anakin to Battlefront Two. What dialogue do you think could be exchanged should Vader and Anakin meet on the battlefront? Uh, Mm -hmm. That's uh, question one, and then. Question two is along the same lines. If Vader could access the world between worlds, what do you think he would do with it, or what would he tell Anakin? Mm. Those are two different ways that Vader and Anakin can chat. One will happen mm. for sure in a non-canonical video it game. Will, yes. <laughs> and one is a, ooh, what could happen yeah. there? Oh, uh, so let's talk about the simple, fun uh, video yeah. game one first. Uh, the heroes versus villains mode in particular is the one where if a character gets near another character, they say things. So Vader and Anakin will say things to each other. That's juicy. Um, and, they, and some of them get repeated a lot. Mm-hmm. And some of them you don't hear as often. Mm-hmm. I was playing uh, Yoda and Dooku was attacking me. And out of the blue, he said, like, how does it feel knowing your training led me to become a Sith? I'm like, mm. it's like, damn, that was <laughs> that was a harsh cannon burn. Wow. wow yeah. <laughs> sometimes they just say kind of like standard things like, you know, bold but foolish or whatever. Yeah. But huh. sometimes deep it's deep cut uh, cannon and deep cut to Yoda's and, feelings. And, and then in that, I think maybe we got Vader taunting Anakin. Look what I look what you become or look what you yeah, you'll give yeah. in to it and be join me yeah i think there's gonna be a lot of you know the jedi are foolish or like oh it's the jedi you know i think right. taking from uh, what uh, zon did really specifically in thrawn alliances where vader just thinks of anakin as the jedi, the jedi and thinks of him as an idiot and a fool but has his memories i like that yeah, taunting taunting pulling him close maybe maybe vader trying to push anakin towards the dark side faster yeah yeah <laughs> and i think anakin will just be a lot of like i'll never become you yeah, <laughs> kind of thing uh, this is going to happen, right? Yeah. They are going to absolutely. Happen. Yeah. So they, I mean, they must be having fun with this. I would just love to see a mirror exercise between the two of them where they both put their hands up and they're mirroring <laughs> each other. They both say one word. I don't like sand, mm-hmm. you know, just at the same time. I just want it to be just ridiculous like that. <laughs> I don't yeah. need anything That's juicy. Fun. They are going to have fun with it because they, yeah. they, like yeah. Ray says to, I think to Palpatine, like, you don't know me, but you know my weapon. Or she might say that to Vader. Like, so yeah. they're very aware of the, with these lines of 
you know, the interactions you know. between the characters. Right. Okay, every time, I got to switch over to heroes and villains. I, I finally got an, uh, Obi-Wan. I finally got enough credits okay. by Obi-Wan, but I got to switch over. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. It can be maddening, but it's yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so funny things, yeah. a lot of taunting. Oh as, my goodness. As far as the world between worlds, I, I think, I think it would be kind of the same thing from Vader to Anakin. Yeah. Almost a, vis- a switch, switch sooner. Quit fighting with yourself, and then maybe we won't get burned. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think uh, Vader would try to change anything, but I like yeah. the idea of kind of whispering through a portal, you know? Yeah. Mm, you know, you can maybe even imagine Vader's voice whispering to Anakin mm-hmm. when he first slaughters the Tusken Raiders. Right. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. Or maybe good, something good. around Padme. Maybe. Mm. Maybe maybe go go back to the moment when she says, I wish we could uh, live on Naboo and raise our kid. Go, take it, pack up, get out of here. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how much Vader would be aware of, like, I kind of had a little bit of that whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing with yeah. the, her, the pain in her childbirth. Uh, what do you think, Jennifer? What, what would, if Vader could get there between, if this is how the world between worlds works, which right. is a whole discussion. Yeah. <laughs> if he could just whisper through a portal to Anakin. Yeah, I think it, well, I'm thinking Vader at, at the end of Jedi. And so I, I want for him to go back and just every now and then just poke his head in and go, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to go down that road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, just little moments like that to the point where Anakin's like, what is going on? To really get his attention. Yeah. Because I think it beca- at some point it'd become an annoyance. And it's like, after a while, maybe it would wear him down. Yeah. Maybe he would take the advice. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the opposite of that is I had suddenly had this picture of Vader just sort of popping in his head Anakin's whole life and just telling him to kill people. Oh, <laughs> just like Anakin's hanging out with Watto and Vader just kill him. Kill him. Oh, now, no. reach out. Now. No. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty rough. Uh, be great. It's a dark thing we love this uh, Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Do one of uh, one of you want to read the Patreon questions? Yeah, I'll jump in, Jen, unless you want to ask uh, one uh, yourself there. No, you, go ahead. Okay. All right. Patreon questions. We love taking at least two each episode. Now we got four in this supersized Q and A episode. Uh, we appreciate you uh, supporting us. So we want to hear your voice. Like this question, thought from Evan Osborne Lomax: Would you rather see a climactic lightsaber duel between Kylo and Rey to decide the fate of the galaxy in Episode Nine, or find out who yokes? better in a pulse-pounding dogfight between the best pilot in Resistance, Poe Dameron, and the son of Solo and the grandson of Anakin Skywalker, Kylo Ren, to see who truly has air superiority. Hot damn, this is a good one, because I never <laughs> really thought of this kind of happening. So, mm-hmm. yoke, yoke, yoke. Great. Great Joseph, word. You want a yeah. Top Gun Star Wars? <laughs> uh, you know what? I would love this scene. I want the climax to, to answer uh, Evan's question, to be okay. Kylo and Rey, because I think they're the ones who are, who are really... Head head to head to decide the fate of the galaxy, right. but I would love this scene that Evan's describing because I think Poe would have something to prove. Yeah, you know that'd be a good challenge to Poe of like if he's got Kylo in his sights, can he let it go if it's not the best thing? Mm. But it would be cool to see uh, to get a, a little more reminder that son of Solo, grandson of Anakin, nephew of Luke. Kylo should, by like back of the trading card stats, be the best pilot in the galaxy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be cool to see Kylo utterly cocky, uh, thinking he is the best pilot in the galaxy, and have Poe just manage to tag him. Not yeah. destroy him, That's but have Poe get a hit in. And be like, oh, damn. And Kylo crash lands, and then that's where Ray finds him for the big final fight. There Perfect. You go. <laughs> we just <it>. wrote <laughs> Act 3 easy. of Episode 9. What's wrong? It's so easy to write Star Wars, Jed. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking, because I was like, oh, I wish it could go on 
simultaneously. Well, that won't work. So why not have one lead up to the other? Because I do want the final battle, the final war quote to be uh, with, between Kylo Ren and Rey and yeah. really have it be this intimate uh, mental battle as well as physical lightsaber showdown. Yeah, I think that we're gonna get it, but I but I also want to see this with Poe Dameron and, and uh, Kylo Ren. That would be really exciting. I think we're gonna get some form of it. Yeah, I, I hope mean, that would be really cool because it would really tie back to that great line in Force Awakens where Kylo says, kind of mockingly, "Oh, the best pilot in the Resistance," because uh-huh. Kylo makes total sense that Kylo would be like, "Yeah, of course, I'm the best pilot in the galaxy." Come on, <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, I love in Last Jedi when he's flying around, got no real helmet on. No, yeah, no, he's just like, it. "I'm in." Yeah, I ride my motorcycle without a helmet. Yeah. He's that confident. I would just love also to see Oscar Isaac because he's such a great actor. Give him a little meat in this scene, you know, between the two of them. I think it'd be so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or or if it is Kylo on Poe's tail and Poe desperately trying to survive and using all of his skills to be like, you can't take me, You, 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 you know. Yeah. You can't take me down. And it look it's, it's one of the little fun things about about Battlefront 2 if you go to the Starfighter uh, mode, you can fly Tally Lintra can take on uh Aiden Versio. Yeah. Uh, can take on the Lando L3 Millennium Falcon. Like you get those little fun little interactions much like your heroes and villains, but um so it's it's it 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 it'd be fun to see this. I think it's all coming down to Kylo and Rey though. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a battle. Yeah. Going to be a battle. Thank you Evan. Brandon Harbecki uh, has a question, and I had a chance to meet Brandon this past weekend when I was in Arizona doing comedy with Mark Ellis and Josh McCuga. Brandon, thank you for taking the time to say that you were a Force Center listener. Really was fun to meet you. And he asked, if you could make a special edition type change to any of the existing movies, what would you want to change? Mm. So any, we got, we'll put all nine. Let's say even if you want to go back to the original, original trilogy and make another change. Uh, I don't know, but uh, what are you thinking, uh, Jen? You got uh, you got your. Uh, I don't believe in change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like change. I have a very difficult time. My daughter and I both don't like change. Um, it's you know I I do go by the uh, the Gary Kurtz uh, model of filmmaking, which is film films movies should be like a time capsule for that time period of whatever was happening. So I don't believe in special edition types of changes. But since you asked, Brandon, (laughs) I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to the special editions of the original trilogy, and I'm going to change them back to the way they were the original. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting back in my lafty neck. I'm putting back in the Yub Nub song. Mm. So you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Landa Cut it's edition. the Landa Cut. Back to the original? Yeah. So. Back to the music. Would you insert a new song? Uh, no. no, that's change. No, that's, that's change. change. See? That's change. Would you All keep right. the Ewoks blinking? Oh, see, I do. That's one change I do like. Mm. Uh-oh. I do like that change, but you know, it's okay. I have to, I have to stay true to my <laughs> yeah. fiction. So you're just going to oh, control yeah. Z, the special editions. Basically. <laughs> I like that. Joseph, what do you got? Uh, you know, my man went along a similar path, um, but if we're going to make changes to the special editions, instead of undoing, it occurred, there's a couple things in there that have always been like, why, when you've made all these other changes, have you not tweaked that? Mm. And one weird one is uh, the crash of the Super Star Destroyer into the surface of the Death Star 2. It's a model shot, but it looks like a model shot. And the explosion has always looked small compared to what is happening to me. This is like a super dumb, pedantic one. 
but mm-hmm. it's like one of the shots when I was going to see the special edition of Return of the Jedi going, man, that explosion is going to be so cool mm-hmm. when the Super Star Destroyer goes down. And like, nope, didn't change it at all. Still yeah. the same right. model shot. I, huh. li- I like that answer. I like that answer. Uh, it was going back to Battlefront 2. They, re- they go through that battle, the Battle of Endor, right? And it's Aiden's yeah. father who says something like, oh, stupid Piet or something, and he watches it. And I was like, oh gosh, they, they really, the scale of it is a lot smaller than I grew up thinking. Yeah. You know? And I'm with you too. I thought that was a near, or appeared to me as a near catastrophic event. Yeah. The super star destroyer into the Death Star, and it kind of shakes it a little bit. <laughs> now I get the size of the Death Star, second Death Star. I get it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's what the Battlefront 2 thing does. It made me go, okay, I guess that's how small it was compared to the rest. Mm. And it was an emotional explosion in a way because yeah. the leadership's gone. So I get all that, but I'm with you. It never has matched up to what I felt it could Yeah, be. like that actual shot of the moment it hits feels like that. Uh, and then Luke's lightsaber continues to be weird in the remote training scene. Yes, mm. it does. It, yeah. Like there was some DVDs back in the day, look greenish and you know, some of the, the shots they've kind of kept true to a little bit more of the different lightsaber technology. So they look a little bit more white than blue, but the, his lightsaber to this day in the Blu-ray set looks weird to me. I I, I like that too. Mm -hmm, That's a good one. All right. So I am going to go to Revenge of the Sith Mm. and I'm going to do what George did to his special editions, add stuff back in that we're aware of. (laughs) I, if, if we got a special edition and we're not really worried about the pacing and the time of a theatrical released film, much like say Peter Jackson with Return of the King or something and all those Hobbit, well, the Hobbit movies, I don't think he really did. Um, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy is going back and saying, "Don't time is not of concern. Here's six hours. I want to go back and add all the Padme Mon Mothma. Mm. Oh, the rebels. The rebels. Yeah. The, 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 the start of the rebellion. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to just see how That's that good. fit into the story, get a little bit more with Padme, but also get more with, with Mon Mothma. Character, I think, is, is important in her own way, but we with Genevieve O'Reilly playing that character, playing yeah. her again, like seeing what was done in that Makes stuff. it more powerful, yeah. yeah. And that I've watched some of the footage. I've watched it, yeah, but I'm just to see it put in the movie. Yeah. Here you go. I like that. Brandon, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. All right. A couple more here. Daniel Jack writes, what Star Wars film scene has been most enhanced by you being familiar with the new extended canon? For me, it was Holdo's hyperspace jump. Her death meant a lot to me because I had read Leia, Princess of Alderaan, before seeing eight. That's a great example, mm-hmm. Daniel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of canon out there, and that's the big old question, you know? Or can you be a casual fan or, or a very passionate fan who just doesn't read all the novels and comics and shows? And, and can you still have the same experiences in the movies? I think you can, but without a doubt, this stuff does add to it, Joseph. Enhances, yeah. Yes. For sure, for sure. I think Holdo's a great example. It's a great one. Uh, I think for me, it's just the novel Rebel Rising. It really enhances uh, almost every shot of Jen Erso. And again, I think the movie is great the way it is. Right. Um, and But Rebel Rising really gets you to understand how conflicted Jen is about her father and what to feel of like, oh, well, he left me. He ran away and he's allegedly working for the empire, but I don't want to have anything to do with this. And oh, I'm glad he's alive, but I don't know if I want this responsibility. And just like all those cl- conflicted emotions that she would feel, uh, is the events of rogue one, uh, on for all. It is. Yeah. Rogue one, I think 
is is most enhanced by a lot of the extended canon. So yeah. Jen, I don't know where your answer lies. Yeah, that was exactly where I was going to do Rogue One as well. I mean, not to say, well, well, actually, yeah. I'm like, if you like the Rogue One movie, I would suggest reading Catalyst because for me, it really enhanced uh, the film, mm-hmm. especially the the beginning scenes with, with seeing Galen and. Uh, I always say her name. I say Lyra because I know a Lyra. It's Lyra. 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 I always say Lyra. Um, Galen and Lyra. And just knowing what they've been through to get to that point is really a great backstory. Um, And so, yeah, I need to read Rebel Rising because I think that I I feel like there's even more that we could learn about Jenna and sounds yeah. like it's in that book. Absolutely. I, and I think, I guess, one of the main things that's just in Rebel Rising, it's it's there in the Rogue One novelization, but Rebel Rising really paints a portrait of why she would go, I don't care about the Empire or the Rebellion. I don't want to be caught up in any of your BS. Mm. I just want to live peacefully somewhere. Leave me alone. And enhancing the, the, her, her skills as, as uh, somebody who can uh, doctor information. Mm. Yeah. She's really got that very specific skill set. Cool. Yeah, Rebel Rising Catalyst was good. I, I felt at the beginning of Rogue One, I felt I had a better footing on where mm-hmm. we were. Oh, we're on Lamu. Oh, we're this. Right. Oh, Saw's going to show up. And I think people who who didn't, Star Wars fans, not we're not talking the casual fans who thought this was a sequel to Force Awakens, like the woman I was sitting next to. <laughs> God bless her. She was a sweetheart. Um, but I felt like I had the footing. Um, then retroactively, I did not have it obviously going into Force Awakens, but watching it the second time, uh, it was the the, the Hosnian Prime uh, destruction in that balcony with Corsella, yeah. Chancellor Gulchem. Because reading uh, 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 a Bloodline, you get a better a sense of who Corsella was. Little Corsella working for the Leia grows up, and it was probably potentially a big political asset if she had stayed with the Resistance, you know. And and, and Leia trusted her to go that mission. So to have that brief second. Of that yeah, character dying, seeing Corsella, yeah, it means a lot, you know. So, yeah, and and the other character, Chancer Vilchim, and all the stuff there too. Yeah, I'd uh, also throw out Most Wanted for really enhancing Kira mm. and really reinforcing. Like, I I think everything that what's on screen with Kira works, but Most uh, Most Wanted really enforces it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So read those books, everybody. Use audibletrial.com <laughs> and catch up. Uh, but Daniel, great stuff. And yeah, the Holdo answer is uh, is is great as well because you feel, we. I think a lot of the fans who, who had read that book felt an immediate like, oh, they've known each other since they were 16. Yeah. yeah. And it was there for us. Uh, final one of the day here comes from Alex Lloyd. If we were to hashtag speculate responsibly, which is a four center hashtag. All right. Uh, everyone, if you use it, it is, it is connected to our soul. Um, <laughs> if you were to hashtag speculate responsibly about the Cassian Andor show, which we don't know a lot about, how much do you think will be familiar and how much will be brand new characters and planets? I'm excited to see even more of the Star Wars galaxy meet exciting new characters. But as a hashtag prequelist, uh, I also really appreciate tying to the first two trilogies, uh, tying the first two trilogies together even further with Cassian's story being a great way to do that. For example, a flashback scene to a young Cassian fighting when he was six years old as clankers fight clone troopers and a Jedi or two on the battlefield. So mm. let's dive in. We do not know a lot about the Cassian Andor series yeah. yet. Uh, so Alex, this is a wide open field. And yeah, all you're saying really kind of makes some sense there, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, Alex's suggestion of actually getting to see what young Cassian saw, which is a cool way for us as fans to really connect uh, the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy and uh, just a fun treat to see that. 
but uh, also to really connect those ideologies and mm-hmm. how does Cassian feel having grown up as a separatist? What was his perspective? In general, it seems like the Rebel Alliance has a an agreed upon understanding that the Jedi were betrayed. Yeah, you know they're out there saying, "May the Force be with you." They're kind of mm-hmm. clinging to this old perspective. Cassian is coming in from a different perspective. We would see them as villains. Yeah. So how does he, you know, make all of that uh, line up? Would be really cool, just in terms of ideology. Mm. Love what you're talking about because I think it's important. Yeah, I think you can have. Uh, one thing that unites everybody, but unites different people. Yeah, in a different way. In a different way, and there's perspectives. Maybe the end game's the same, but how you got there so different. Oh, I mean, that's juicy stuff yeah. in this time period. And if it's a spy show, he has to be playing with on people's ideology of like who wants what and why, who is willing to turn against the empire, why are they going to do it? And I think it's going to get into those not just you know, the great simplicity of A New Hope when it came out was they're evil. Right. You know, they're space Nazis, so uh, yep. they got to be stopped, right? We all know this. But getting into it from this perspective of, like, why why would a random Athorian with some power want to turn against the Empire? Why does he care? Yeah. Yeah, mm, Jen. Right. Yeah, this is. I'm really excited about this show, and I'm sad that it's probably going to be a while before we get it because what? Diego Luna is still doing Narcos. He signed up for the second season uh-huh. or third season or what? What yeah. season? But yeah. So, anyways, third, yeah. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a while. Um, but I am. I want it to be all new. I want it to. But I think that they're going to have to do a lot of flashbacks of when he was a child, either starting off the series with that or him having, you know, terrible nightmares about it because that really establishes who this character is and why he is so angry, essentially, when we yeah. meet him in Rogue One. Um, it's going to be, who it's going to be an emotional show and they were going to have to find a really good kid actor for those scenes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do see us, uh, yeah, overlapping with, with the prequels and getting yeah. a lot of that. So Yeah, and as far as the question of, like you said, new stuff, I, I think one of the things Rogue One did, and I think Solo did as well, Why I, one of the reasons I like those movies a lot, it is it's a lot of new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of new, but it's still within that time period we know so well, and I'll kind of like the new hope time period, uh, the, the time of the Empire, whereas, say, the comics, and, and this is why you know, I'm interested to finally really talk about the comics if we get that uh, comic show going, I don't like a lot of the new planets uh, and, and and characters because it, it it seems not connected to the that time period. Okay, that, well, if that makes sense, yeah, doesn't mean I don't want to see new wild wacky weird stuff. That is part of Star Wars. But some like the the main lines on this weird planet, they're all kind of living on a commune and having a picnic. <laughs> and I'm like, this doesn't seem like the galaxy that I was introduced to in a new home. That, mm. Right, that there's suffering. And it does, yeah, yeah, and it doesn't always need to feel like that to me. It isn't all about my my own opinion. But why I think Rogue One Jetta's new. Um, uh, uh, we got uh, Rings of Cafrain. All this stuff's new, mm-hmm. but it f- seamlessly fits in the world. So I think that's what, I think Cassian will go to new planet cities and all this stuff, but it will still have to fill, and we might see not so much maybe R5 and IG-88. <laughs> right. It's going to be new characters, a lot of new characters, yeah. but it still has to that ride that uh, that line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Piggybacking on that, the other thing that I'd like to see that I'm not sure if we will is I would like to see some weirdness and not necessarily mm-hmm. silliness uh but just 
there's a little bit of disconnect to me between the original trilogy of how many truly deeply weird things there are. Like we talked about a little bit last week with Jabba, like mm-hmm. Jabba could have executed them any number of normal ways, but there's a mouth in the desert that right. he wants to throw them into. Right. And everything in Empire is weird. If you start to break it down, like, yeah, they fly into the belly of a thing and then mm-hmm. they get attacked by bat creatures with suck faces that live in the belly of a worm. Like every, in the way to capture Han Solo is to make him an ice cube. Everything is weird and right. inventive, and it kind of has a connection to the real world, but is a step away. Right. And I feel like Rogue One, I love Rogue One, but I feel like it wanted to be like we're grounded and gritty. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. almost everything in Rogue One has a kind of one-to-one real world. Right, Like right. It's a little bit more grounded. So I'd love to see, like, Cassian Andrew is grounded and gritty when it comes to emotions, right. but he goes to a planet where they get their energy from a giant eyeball of a dead alien. You like, or just like (laughs) whatever weird, you know, or he, he ends up in, you know, a a trap where he flies into a a giant bat in space or whatever. I just want some weirdness to keep, keep that pulpy vibe of star Wars going while also being more grounded and gritty about the character's motivations. I I like what you're saying there. I I like what you're saying there a lot because I I go to a lot of the expectations, expectations of last jedi were based off maybe what we saw in looper or brick yeah and what ryan johnson ring and ryan was always like "Uh, it's star wars film (laughs) and there should be some well that's why i think solo you know that i like the kessel run and the big monster in the center is maybe lower on the list of things i like in solo but i like that it's there i I think there's some it adds to the the going into the off into the storm and yeah you know uh, some uh, of our yeah Yeah. i like that a lot so I, yeah, it's going to be an interesting line they got to write. Yeah, and I think that they, they have to do that because it is quintessential Star Wars, and that's what's going to separate this Disney Plus service from a, a Netflix or an HBO. you got to have the weird, and to have the weird, you're going to have to plunk down the money for the special effects right. or the creature designs, yeah. and that is what's going to set them apart where it's like, come, come check out our cool, crazy mm-hmm. thing that we came up with that's you know, practical effects blended with CGI. Yeah. That's going to be really exciting. That was my issue with Rogue One as well, even though I, I really enjoyed the film. I wanted, I love weird. That's why I love this, the sea cow, milking the sea cow yeah. in The Last Jedi. It's weird. <laughs> That's why I love Jabba. So give, give it to me, and I'm hoping that it won't, that it can still have that spy element, mm. but weird spy stuff yeah. makes it Star Wars. And I really think... I think we're going to see Diego Luna get his wish. <gasps> and you think he's going to touch Jabba? I oh, think my so. gosh. Got infiltrate. Got infiltrate. Spy, spy, yeah. spy. Um, I mean, him yeah. dealing with the huts, since mm-hmm. the huts always stick their, their uh, I was going to say their necks, but they don't really have necks uh, <laughs> no. or, or noses. They stick their nostrils yeah. into these uh, kind of circumstances. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, we'll, we'll start seeing, we'll start seeing when we, when we get our, our first little clues. I don't know who's uh, going to be Instagram and Cassie Nandor. Oh my yeah. gosh. We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Alex, great question. Same with Daniel, Brandon, Evan, and Zachary, John, Lauren, and Jacob. Wow. Those are some good questions. Some good thought starters. We love diving in and made for a very fun episode here of Four Center. As we start to wrap up, we want to tell you though, where you can uh, find us 
If you have a question and you want to get on to the next round or you just have a comment on what you heard today, reach out on Twitter at Pod. Use the hashtag ForceCenter. Use the hashtag Speculate Responsibly or the hashtag Prequelist. It's all us. <laughs> um, our Facebook page is Center Podcast. We have a website, ForceCenterPod.Podomatic.net and a public site, tpublic.com slash user slash ForceCenter. Tweet us your merch picks and we'll reshare. We're available in a lot of places like Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube where the animated databank brawl is still there for you to check out it will always be there for you to check out but we want you to pop on over if you haven't given it a, a like or a comment and you want to help us out pop over to our youtube page and look at the animated databank brawl by brian ward who's designing those cards and as we set up top big things on patreon joseph that is right so if you haven't checked it out in a while go to patreon.com slash center look at those uh, new tiers look at those new goals see if anything excites you and your support really really helps us keep going with our four center adventure so thank you so much patreon.com slash four center absolutely we got our own stuff here we always work and jen you've been uh, great stuff on starwars.com i saw that article we shared too yes yes thank you 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 can find me on twitter instagram facebook youtube at jennifer landa and yes be sure to check out my um cosplaying tips uh, on starwars.com if you're going to celebration and want to cosplay and be sure to check out my happy beefs from a couple weeks ago i think it's always relevant talking about redemption what does it take to earn redemption who deserves it uh uh, and can we be willing to forgive? Mm, great stuff. Great stuff indeed, Joseph. Ah, come on. I hope everyone in Force Center World Watch Tigtone. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. hope so, too. So. Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple more episodes coming up. Uh, that is on Sundays at midnight. Uh, adult Swim show that I did some writing for. Super weird fantasy He-Man, Legend of Zelda, Dungeons and Dragons, and just its own special sauce. Very weird <laughs> show. Uh, but I like it a lot, so check that out. Uh, for myself, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, to look for comedy albums and shows. Uh, go to that live shows page. Got a bunch of shows coming up in Los Angeles, and I'll be a guest at the Doctor Who convention. Gallifrey One coming up very soon. Absolutely. You can check me out at Ken Napsok. Uh, that will take you to everything you need to know about me, including the return of Inside Schmodown on the Movie Trivia Schmodown Ooh. YouTube page. Me breaking down all the exciting storylines and events in the Movie Trivia Schmodown. So uh, that is it for all of you. We thank you so much for your support and your questions. We'll see you next time here on Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 